This is episode 78 with Galinda Hayson. G'day legends and welcome to Your Life of Impact, where we connect with world-class athletes and coaches, health experts and enthusiasts, inspiring entrepreneurs and community leaders, all to teach you how to tap into your inner excellence. I'm your host, Brett Robbo, and I'm extremely grateful you're joining us today on your impactful journey. Welcome to an experience. Galinda Hayson is a yoga teacher, an IRS teacher, a surf instructor, and a proud wife and mother. She's gracing us today to share some of her life journey, the struggles and the breakthroughs, and how iRest has profoundly shifted her darkest moments and how it can also benefit you. Galinda is one of those beautifully, genuine, authentic souls that has come into mine and Marie's life, and we're extremely grateful for it. We adore her passion and her drive to teach her heartfelt desire and be a change maker through her spiritually connected space. And you'll feel connected with Galinda as her story and her life is so relatable. In this episode, we discuss iRest in detail, but just to give you a little bit more context, the iRest Institute is a non-profit educational and research organization dedicated to the alleviation, resolution, and prevention of suffering. Their programs promote self-regulation, resiliency, and stress reduction while restoring the body and mind to their natural functioning. It's important to note that iRest is an evidence-based practice. They're doing research, there's studies, and their research indicates that iRest effectively alleviates PTSD, anxiety, insomnia, chronic pain, depression, and chemical dependency. So they've delivered the IRS programs to active duty military and combat veterans, chronic pain sufferers, the homeless, the incarcerated, survivors of human trafficking, healthcare providers, and other special interest groups. So Galinda and I in this episode discuss how and why iRest is profoundly impacting people's lives, Galinda's experience with depression and anxiety and her tools that have helped her shift, why she believes every single one of us has an abundance of joy within us and how we can tap into it every day. We discuss the 10 steps to iRest and why your inner resource is one of your most powerful tools to help you navigate life. Now, before we hear from Galinda, I want to read another iTunes review and thank you to everyone that has jumped on and given that rating and review that helps keep this podcast alive. This one is titled Impact of Your Podcast. And they say, Thank you, Brett Robbo. I'm continually inspired into personal progress by your insights into this amazing wonder the human mind, body, and soul. You and your down-to-earth guests reflect your infectious admiration for positive action, change, and grit. 
There's always a take-home, a comment that hits the personal note and because I'm a doer, your podcast has had incredible impact on me and my course. I have a high regard for your efforts in ensuring such high quality of your podcast from technical issues to music, calm, clear speaking and depth of sound. And finally, for today, the eloquence with which you speak question and summarize points and engage with your guests is just music in my ears. I believe you have a very special talent there. So I also give you a five out of five for all the peripheral things that don't go unnoticed, just quality. And that was from Sabina on the mountain from Australia. Well, thank you, Sabina. That is actually feedback that I've never had before. And to hear my Aussie country Cobar slang talked about being eloquent that is quite quite a compliment thank you so much well like i said before thank you to everyone that has made those ratings and reviews on itunes and on the other platforms that really helps drive the foundations of this podcast so jump on for your chance to have yours read out also now if you've been thinking about doing the mental strength training program and putting it off and putting it off, like some people keep telling me, I'll do it next time, I'll do it next time, then now's the time because we've actually decided we're only taking on one more intake of the program and then we're taking a break from actually doing any more and we're not sure for how long. So if you're keen to join the environment and the program that is helping people create a paradigm shift and powerful new habits and you've been putting it off or you've been thinking about it, Now's the time. Jump on to yourlifeofimpact.com forward slash coaching and claim your spot as the last chance for who knows how long. So we've had, we're having such great results and feedback and extremely grateful for all the interest, but we've decided to focus on some other impactful projects and Quite honestly, we just don't want to burn ourselves out and we don't want to deteriorate the quality of what we're delivering. We want to give the best of us so you guys get the most out of it. So we need to reassess the online format for a while, hence why we're taking a bit of a break. So check out all the info if you haven't done already at yourlifeofimpact.com forward slash coaching and As always, reach out with any questions at all or secure your place on there before the last intake is filled. And now let's hear from Galinda Hayson. So Galinda, what is iRest? iRest is a modern day variation on the ancient technique of yoga nidra. So yoga nidra is when you lay down at the end of your yoga class and you're in the shavasana. So we go through various stages there to induce relaxation. So yes, you can lay down to practice. You can also sit up. We generally like you to practice first laying down because there are too many distractions. For example, if you started to do it walking you'd be feeling your muscles moving and things like that so generally we start to lay down which is awesome and then you can change to sitting or however you like to do it 
Well, I'm glad so. I actually asked you that the other day in class and this morning for the first time because I've been practicing the IRS for a while now and doing the laying down. The first time today I sat up for the whole thing and it was actually a different experience. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it can be, yeah. So how did – what does IRS actually stand for? Integrative restoration is what it stands for and I believe it was a little bit of a – a bit of a long name for them to use. They wanted to introduce it into a hospital for war veterans. So it was coming out at the time that the iPads and iPhones, so it got shortened to iRest. Oh, that's quite clever marketing I actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that actually, how did iRest come about? Where where did it come from? Who's created this integrative restorative process or program? Dr. Richard Miller is a psychologist and he lives in the United States and he was predominantly moved by experiencing yoga nidra back in the 70s. So as a high exceller, he wanted to learn about everything he could. He's got a, a huge spiritual background, teaching. He learned Sanskrit so he could actually rewrite texts. So just a very high achiever and, and felt this pronounced difference in him after his very first class. So fine-tuned it with his background as a psychologist and has implemented this this program which is a whole body healing so you're healing yourself physically spiritually mentally issues that are suppressed within us that you mightn't even know about so things that might have happened to you as a child that you don't remember so by practicing IRS you're, you're becoming whole healthy and complete again and these things might start to arise so yeah, and they've taken that this model, the IRS model, into a lot of interesting areas. And you said it's a healing mechanism. And you were just telling me before we started recording that they're taking into prisons. I've read that they use it in defence force, in schools. So it sounds like it's it's not limited. It's actually open to such a variety of people and organisations for healing in many different ways. Yes, that's right. Even chemical dependency. A lot of homeless people have been having sessions and just becoming, there's nothing wrong with me again. That whole mentality of something's wrong. I know that that was my case. There's something wrong with me. And I, I don't know if many com- people can relate to that, but you feel like something's wrong with you. But once you tap back into that, hey, I'm perfect, whole, complete, just as I am, and you become more aware of this state and you can bring it in amidst anything that goes on so when you're having your depressive streak or whatever's going on just knowing that that isn't it's arising within you but that's not actually who you are that's really powerful and that's what we're going to talk about a lot throughout this episode today but before we move on i want to say galinda welcome to your life of impact thank you thank you for having me i'm so i'm very nervous um it's, but yeah. I, I tell you what, the nerves are only because I feel like you have so much value to give and you want to get it across because I've experienced your classes and I know what you have to offer. So we were actually connected because Marie, my gorgeous fiance and I were house sitting and the house that we came across that we were lucky enough to look after for three weeks. We didn't realize until we got there, there was a yoga studio attached. And the day we arrived, there was a yoga class and the people that owned the house were leaving. And they said, oh, you can go in and do the iRest yoga. So Marie and I thought, wow, we're actually on a, a yoga retreat here. How amazing is this? And it was actually my birthday. I didn't tell you at the time, but we went in and did the iRest class. 
And it was just an experience that we'd both never had before. We'd never heard of iRest. We'd never done it before. We'd done a lot of yoga and we've done the... What's, the what's relaxation. The relaxation you, you, at the end. Yeah, what's yoga nidra. Like a, a shavasana. Shavasana, you're, you're yeah. laying down and they'll go through a relaxation yeah. process. Yeah. And so we obviously experienced that at the end of our yogas each time. But I, I couldn't explain to Marie how I felt afterwards. I was just... It was almost like floating and it just made me just really open and aware but just felt really really connected to myself and to the planet in a different way it was just an amazing feeling and we we went back a few times and did the classes with you while we're there and then since then I mentioned it before of the last few weeks I've been doing it consistently and regularly and my experience changes every time I do it with with the IRS practices and we'll go through different stages throughout this chat but just to let you know that I went into it very open-minded because I'm on a bit of a spiritual journey and and looking at different spiritual aspects and learning from different spiritual areas and I feel like that I rest is one that really because I know spirituality is about you know opening your heart and experiencing from your heart and and this allows me to do that and every time I practice it, I get something different out of it. And it just makes me so, like I said, connected and aware. And some of the tools that we'll talk about, like the inner resource, it's just, it's profoundly powerful. It's a delicious meditation. I know that sounds corny, but this is how we like to describe <laughs> it. Because exactly, you don't know what you're going to get from it. And, and it can change. It's not a meditation where you need to just sit still and look at a wall or repeat your mantra over and over it it guides you through 10 beautiful steps to assist in in healing traumas within the body healing things that you might have had arising within you for such a long time that you don't know how to deal with so it's it's completely changed my life and I'm so grateful to have come across yeah across it and I want to share it with people (laughs) so speaking of that that it's completely changed your life what is it that has led you to I rest I think Originally, it was some really, I was struggling with some personal grief and I didn't actually know how to get myself out of what I was in. I just felt like I was in this big dark hole crying all day and I had a small child to look after and it was really hard. So I actually just threw myself back into some work and came across a few little workshops and had had already found that my mentor had come across her. I've few years previously so it's funny when you're looking for something and how that person arrives so yeah I so actually grief was the main reason that I was drawn to it but since practicing it I've found that it's it started to shift other aspects of my life that I was struggling with anxiety and depression mainly being the the big ones so it's kind of changed everything and how how to deal with different things so let's if you don't mind talking about anxiety and depression that you mentioned there because I feel like we all experience anxious states and depressive states some of us more so than others and it's talked about a lot more in society these days but I think it's still so unique to each individual with those experiences so how what's been some of your experiences how I sorry how I rest has helped with your anxiety and your depressive states so one of the main tools which we start off with in IRS is using your inner resource. So I find that I can invite that into my body and my mind whenever something's arising. So it just gives me a feeling of safety. I think safety is a first thing or maybe even just feeling okay. 
So how I bring that inner resource in is, is I use either a real place or an imaginary place that I've been to and use all of my senses while I'm there. So when I'm on the reef in Indonesia, checking out the waves at G-Land, which was my inner resource originally, I can smell the burning rubbish from the village, you know, two minutes away. I can feel the sunlight on my skin. I can, I'm standing on the reef. I can feel the sharpness of the reef, but also the water's overlapping my feet. I can feel the coolness of the water. So I'm using all of my senses when I'm inviting in my inner resource. So bring this in as little as you can and as often as you can to connect with that I'm okay I'm okay I'm feeling safe I'm feeling at ease I'm feeling secure so you practice this over and over and over again so when something does arise that is a little uncomfortable for you you've built resiliency up so that when this event comes on you can bring in your inner resource and it and it diffuses the situation quite quickly. So by inner resource and because we'll go through the steps after, but the, the inner resource is a really powerful thing and just so everyone's really clear who's listening, it's like creating a memory. So you go back to a memory, is this right? Or an emotion or a feeling within yourself. So when the anxiety or the depressive states or frustration or anger or fear, whatever it is that often overtakes us as humans we can then come back to a different place within us internally, within our mind to take us away from those unhelpful conditions. It can be real or it can be a memory, yeah. It could be just the feeling of sitting in the sun right now. Like it doesn't necessarily need to be something that's that has happened before. Talking with your friends, being at the beach, it could be something as simple as that. It doesn't need to be this you know, big process. It's just something, how you feel when you're holding your daughter or how you feel when you're with Marie, things like that, just that feeling and really invoking in the feeling rather than your, your thinking. So people say, oh yeah, I've got my happy place. It's a little bit more than that. It's using all of your senses while you're in your happy place, because while you're feeling, you're unable to think your brain can't think and feel at the same time so while you're feeling your brain is learning a new way to react or i like to say respond to a situation rather than reacting brilliant i i often talk about that learning how to respond as opposed to react so in your times when you were experiencing depressive states and you had this inner resource what's an example of how you would be experiencing the depressive state and then bring that in to help you? So I guess just feel another thing is a very sensory based practice. So really feeling when I'm depressed. So I've actually just had a bit of a funky last last week actually, which we shared. So whenever that arises, I usually go to where in my body is it that I'm feeling it. So feeling depressed it's usually it might be in your tummy might be in your chest you just might feel that heaviness so while you're able to feel that heaviness invite in your inner resource so you're not tricking your mind or anything you're just bringing in a tool to make you feel okay so once you've been practicing your inner resource over and over and over little and as often as you can you're building up resiliency so then when you invite in whatever is coming on or you're feeling it so much through your body invite in your inner resource and it just starts to shift how you're actually feeling so then your inner resource actually becomes your actual state most of the time. 
So I have said a few times now that my inner resource actually comes to me. So when something is uncomfortable, it comes to me and I tap into this, I'm okay, I'm secure, I feel grounded, I'm, I'm doing okay. And it just shifts. It's, it's just like magic. <laughs> but it takes a lot of practice. It does take a lot of practice. So it's like building up a bank account. If you practice your inner resource while you're feeling good, you're depositing money in the bank, but also invite in a little bit when you're not feeling good. So maybe invite it in, like Richard likes to say, invite it in for tea and a chat. And it might get to the front door and you're not ready for it. So you say, so you know what? I'm not ready today. So don't invite it in. Go back to feeling your inner resource. But it's totally up to you. So then when you're in the thick of it, like I was last week, bring in your inner resource and it doesn't, it just sort of slides away. It just melts away because when you practice it, when you're feeling so good, it has such a big impact when you're not feeling good. Makes complete sense. And I teach everyone to do that with whatever you're learning, any skills. And we talk about anchoring and triggers and any mindset shifts, even the small things like uh, practicing gratitude. They're really powerful tools. Do it in times when things are good because then when times are tough and challenging, instead of getting caught up in those emotions and those challenging mindsets, that's when you bring in the tools. So the inner resource, it makes complete sense you're saying, bring in the inner resource when you're having an optimistic, loving day and just bring it in and it'll boost it even more. And then knowing how to bring it in when times are challenging. Mm. So you don't necessarily need to wait until you're in the thick of it if you practice it all the time, your your brain is actually learning a different way to deal with it. So invite a little bit in. Maybe two minutes is enough and then let it go. Would you say that then that's why you would practice it in the times, not while you're in the thick of it, because it can actually be a preventative? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and definitely. is is the inner resource or is I rest only so we've talked about depressive states and we mentioned anxiety too and it's it now it's really clear i think for everyone listening how and why it can help with those states and just on anxiety too i i don't ever feel like i've had anxious attacks or anxiety attacks like i know people do but of course i experience anxiety and i find that every single person i work with experiences anxiety and it's often when we have too much on our to-do list or we start to doubt that we can actually achieve the goals that we've set and different things like that. So anxiety is always about something that's going to happen in the future or might happen or could happen or should happen and things like that. So I feel these little states and tapping into the inner resource recently, I've just found, for example, right here where we're sitting, I was walking down these stairs in a little bit of a, oh, I've got so much to do and I just felt my heart rate come up and I started to get a bit worried, I couldn't handle it. I didn't even tell myself to tap into my inner resource. As I started walking down the stairs, I was there in my mind. And I thought, wow, this is really powerful. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing when it comes to you. It really is. Like you don't even have to try it. So this is why if you can practice, like even if you can practice it for two minutes, once an hour, instead of waiting for your end of day practice that you might have for your meditation or when you first wake up. So, and then you'll find like, oh, I do, I use it on the go all the time. And this is so powerful. I can do it in the surf when I'm getting challenged by a big set coming or at work. My other job is I work in a casino and I deal with some pretty big money, $500,000 hands. So there's no room for error 
and the pressure involved with being responsible for that going down it means we'd have to give that person the money back. So, you know, you've got to have your wits about you. And I've sat there many times, trembling hands, about to deal a $500,000 game and my inner resource is there and I'm like, okay. And I actually look at my hands and my hands have stopped trembling and I'm like, oh, I'm okay. I'm safe. I'm grounded. So, and obviously, you know, when you're shaky hands, for me, with the anxiety, I get sweaty. My fogginess starts to come in. I can't think. I can hardly speak. My words get all jumbled up. When you're under the pressure, even teaching, like I used to be sick before a yoga class. I used to literally (laughs) vomit before a class and I'd be thinking, how am I going to get through this? So that was to the extent of some of the anxiety, the things that would come up within me. Yeah, but I've had this, I've had anxiety my whole life. I didn't actually know it was called anxiety until I had my daughter. And when you go through a life-changing event, things can really get real. And this is when it all came up and I was like, oh, okay, there is something going on here that I've had for 40 years and I didn't know. <laughs> so I don't know if there's any people out there can re- that can relate to, we do have a, a you know, a, like a minute part of it ourselves, like you were just mentioning before. We're all susceptible to it, but it just depends on how your brain is at the time to whether you react or respond to it or whether you're okay with it. A lot of people don't react to it at all. Some people can't get through it. The fogginess creeps in and you can't put two two steps in front of the other. You have to make your list. Like, yeah. I think you're right. Everyone does experience it in different ways. What about how do you see, why do you believe it can help people beyond if we're not experiencing things like depression or anxiety or grief why why do you feel from your experience with IRS and being an IRS teacher what else does it have to give to allow people to yeah why do you believe that it is a, a powerful tool well to help me with those things in particular but it's also started to help me deeply relax throughout situations sleeping has improved but I think another huge thing for me is that I feel fearless now I was so riddled with fear my whole life and being able to step up now fear of what fear of everything (laughs) probably I I didn't like going to school fear of being I, I got pushed one day when I was very young I had this fear of going to school not being good enough where do where else do you start I was a competitive athlete that didn't make it and I guess I had depression around that and I kind of always felt that I was never going to be good enough and that I don't know that just leads to being fearful of everything being fearful of driving my car on the highway being fearful of standing in front of people talking fearful of a lot of stuff I used to be afraid to even as much as I was a competent swimmer because I was swimming was my background and and surf life-saving as well, going for a surf without anyone around, I would struggle terribly with that to the point where I wouldn't go out. How stupid's that? Letting you fear stop something that you really actually do love. So this is huge. I've challenged myself in quite a few ways recently and, and fear being the biggest one, sitting here talking to Brett's a pretty big fear. <laughs> but it shifted that as well. And I feel like that little voice that I used to get in my head that, you know, you're not good enough or you're going to make a mistake, actually hearing that voice in my head, it's just started to change. Yeah, I can do these things. I don't have to be afraid anymore. 
I hope that makes sense. <laughs> it makes complete sense. I'm sure everyone listening will resonate with parts of what you were saying because that's why I wanted to ask you what you're afraid of because more often than not, most of us are afraid of things that you would think is pretty easy to do. Not just afraid of big things like afraid of speaking in public in front of thousands of people or you know that whole thing that people say that that's the number one fear from everyone but those small things like to hear you say afraid of driving on the highway afraid of going into the surf, something that you love, but you've nailed it. It's a voice inside your head that told you either you're not good enough or made you question why you should or shouldn't do it. So we are a result of the voice in our head, right? We create the stories in our mind. That's the beauty of being human is that they say up to 80,000 thoughts a day we have and those thoughts can create some powerful stories in a positive way or a negative way and that whole fear thing is you know breaking down fear what is fear there's that acronym of false evidence appearing real so you can look at it in a false way but also really it's real because it becomes this debilitating feeling within you so you fear you feel it but you've also created it so it's really cool to hear you and that's that's part of the journey of being a human we, have, we will be afraid of things, but we have to learn tools and strategies like what you're exposing us to to help us overcome that because otherwise we don't, we also know then that that fear is holding us back from being the best version of ourselves, holding us back from fulfilling our potential, holding us back from helping other people. I'm afraid that they might judge me if I go into their environment to help them, for example, in, in whatever way that might be. So... That's really cool because we've spoken about how IRS can help with uh, anxiety and, and depression and, and fear now, something basic that we all, all experience. What I also love is that I want to ask what's your experience like being a teacher because last Saturday in your class – and mind you, I'm, I'm the youngest one in there by far <laughs> <laughs> and – I opened it up to the class at the end because I'm really intrigued about generational differences and human behavior and the, the quote-unquote rights and wrongs of cultures and society. And I said, we actually did emotions and feelings that week. And I said to everyone in the room, you know, we've just spent a long time talking about emotions and feelings and understanding what they are and opposites and how to deal with them. Is this something that you guys have experienced much in your earlier days like was it spoken about much and then the conversation opened right up and they said absolutely not it was it was actually we were told not to talk about it not to express it this was males and females in the class of the older guys that were talking about it and and then i so we talked about that for a bit and i said have you seen a shift in cultures that it's becoming more common and experiences like what you guys have just had and they said yeah it seems to be that people are talking about this stuff more often your emotions and your feelings and why it's important to actually have those open discussions and what that can lead to and then I asked the question of do you find it challenging then because there's obviously still people in your friends and family around your age or might be younger might be older that that aren't open to it they haven't experienced what you've experienced with something like IREST or however else you've come into contact with understanding that this is the type of stuff you're allowed to talk about. And that was really interesting to hear the ladies talk about, yes, actually friends and family have, uh, you know, they support us coming to do it, but they don't understand what it's all about, so they don't experience it. And 
just for me then. But then one of the ladies actually reached out to you and said and because you were in part of the conversation and she said and galinda that's why i'm just so grateful to have found you and for you to teach us i rest and she gave you a big hug and i just i felt the warmth and the beauty from that and i loved it and that's why that was a really long-winded way to say what's your experience been like as a teacher of i rest you've experienced it as a person and told us how it's helped you i guess stories like this you know having having come across people that didn't actually know that anxiety was anxiety because maybe it wasn't spoken about in the in the family home or, or for whatever reasons i know certainly i've got two anxious parents and when i look at how i was raised they're doing the best that they can i follow a lot of what they you know how they were raised and and stuff like that so that's why i'm, I'm making a change but i think back to the question some people get afraid because they don't actually know what's happening to them. So I guess this has shed light on some people's issues that they mightn't have known what was really going on. They're just feeling fearful or they're feeling like a panic attack is coming on. I've never had a panic attack, so I don't actually know the extent of what one feels like, but I've, I've got a pretty good idea. <laughs> so I guess teaching this to people and seeing that they're able to use whatever tool they can in situations is is helping them as well does that answer oh, absolutely <laughs> and you can i can tell from what you have spoken about with what i rest actually is and your experience of it and what i saw that that engagement people don't just give you a hug and tell you they're extremely grateful for that after a class if they're not genuinely meaning it so i can understand why this is now a real passion of yours to teach i rest to more people because you, you've experienced it yourself and, and you see it in your classes all the time and this shift in this tool uh, to help for, for people to help navigate life. Mm. Yeah, there's one particular lady who is a, is a long-time client of Fuyuko's, my mentor, who comes to any classes because she developed enough strength and confidence in her own body to stop having chemotherapy for her cancer because she just knew that IRS was helping her. This is how powerful this can be. So she knew that her body was just so unwell from the chemotherapy that she didn't want to have anything to do with it anymore. She was okay, but they were still suggesting to have it and she just stopped it. And this is why she's an advocate for, for IRS. And she's like, I've developed that trust within myself. I'm really listening to my body because what we do in this practice, we get so... We, it's a sensory-based practice. We start to really get so in tune with what the messages that our body is sending us, whether it be physical messages, which we're feeling, which are linked to our feelings and our emotions, or what our mind is sending us in our thoughts and our memories. So we're touching base on all of this and it's, yeah, it's so moving. Like I can so. completely understand how that, has helped that lady that you're talking about too and uh, just recently watched the documentary heal and i love hearing and seeing because understanding what the human body is as a as a ball of energy and you know we're an energetic being uh, and a spiritual being and knowing that even things like vibration and sound and you know our thoughts are energy so anything that we can change our energetic conditions from within 
that's like a healing mechanism. So if there's big cellular debris and things like chemotherapy that have ruined the body, guess what? There is natural ways. The body is designed to heal itself when we can eliminate all the other toxins and things around and then bring in the right vibrations. And like you said, it's a sensory practice. It makes complete sense. And I was talking to you before we started recording about uh, Bruce Lipton and his work on the biology of belief and it's a really interesting story around and lots and lots of research and just talking about that actually the ability the body's ability to heal based on uh, understanding the thought dynamics and your thoughts your feelings and your behaviors all being linked and actually tapping into the body to be able to allow it give it that that inner resource to to heal itself makes complete sense what we might do is uh, we've spoken about IRS quite a bit and what its benefits are, but I thought there's there's 10 sort of steps and uh, of IRS and I thought it'd be cool just to go over them briefly and explain so people can get a greater understanding of what IRS actually is. And I wanted to just read this little bit and then I'll throw it over to you to sort of go through what each bit is, but it says here... While resting at ease, iRest guides you through a series of inquiries, inviting you to welcome opposites of sensation, breath, emotions, beliefs, images, and memories that naturally arise within your awareness. As you engage each experience, you proactively explore actions you can responsively take with respect to what you are experiencing. You also experience yourself as the observer or witnessing awareness that is an unchanging presence in which you, in which your every changing experience is unfolding. I think that's really beautiful, and it's a really cool way to, to just to sort of expose and elaborate what it is. So let's let's just briefly go through each of each of these ten steps, so people get a bit more of an understanding of what I rest involves. So the first one is. What is initial relaxation? So we start laying down. Well, at beginners will start laying down, but eventually, like we said earlier, you'll be able to sit or walk or whatever. But just to feel yourself supported. So what are you laying on? So really sinking in and letting the body go to what you're laying on, what the surface is. Perhaps you've got the bolster underneath your knees, you're laying on the couch or you're laying on the floor. And then just slowly start to welcome in so welcome is a big thing. Allowing things just to come to you. So the dog barking outside. So hear it. Allow that to come into your, into your ears. Also, there'll be internal sounds that might be going on. So just welcoming that. We're not judging anything. We're just allowing things to arise. Then you might just start to feel. We go through our senses first. So what are you seeing so we invite you to close your eyes. Are there flecks of colour going over your eyelids? Is it a little bit of darkness? What smells are you able to smell in the room? What's the temperature of the, the air on your skin when we first originally just settle and we just move into that stillness? So, yeah. And so that's, that's step that's one, that's the getting, initial relaxation. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. each of these goes into I've experienced it on a regular basis. Uh, the next one is heartfelt desire so your heartfelt desire is something that you are moving forward with in your life it's your biggest passion it's the reason that gets you out of bed every single day so we feel that in the body 
and we state it and affirm it as if it's already true. Your mind will look for threats out in the distance. So if you say, I will be whatever it is you want to become or do, we affirm as, as if it's true right now because really there is only right now. Yes. <laughs> so we're planting seeds so deep that they just unfold as they are. And by constantly affirming this with your body, so feeling it as if it's already true, so living it as if it's already true and in your mind as well. This is a very powerful step. So we all have that one thing within us that's driving us forward in our lives. Some people don't know what that is. So that might take a little bit to to sort of figure out whether you want to be an artist or whether you want to travel or it can be anything. But there generally is one thing within us. Tapping into that. Yeah, nice. And then we've got intention. So your intention is based to help you live your heartfelt desire. So to become, for me, a certified IRS teacher to travel around Australia and the world with this, I need to practice IRS every day. So my intention is I practice IRS every day. Setting it as if it's true, that can be for any part of your life. It could be a work intention, it could be a financial intention, it could be a family intention, it could be anything. It could even be, I am whole, healthy and perfect. It could even be, I respond rather than react to my situation at work. It could be, I am fearless and my, it could be anything. It's just affirming what it is. It's like breaking your heartfelt desire down into little steps to make your practice purposeful. That makes sense, linking those two in. And again, feeling it in your body and your mind and affirming it as if it's already true right now. And then we have the fourth one is the inner resource. And we've already discussed that in detail. But (laughs) in a class, we sort of go through initial relaxation, heartfelt desire, setting your intention, and then you encourage us to tap into our inner resource within that. Is there anything you wanted to add around inner resource other than what we've already spoken about? Just to feel use all of your senses and maybe just start off with feeling okay because some people have never felt okay so where are you when you're just feeling okay who's there with you are there animals there is it a place back when you're a child in your bedroom and you had all your stuffed toys it can be anything to invite in that feeling within the body that i'm okay use your senses what are you smelling what can you hear what's the temperature on your skin everything what are you tasting in your mouth when you're feeling okay it's it's really important to set it and you know what it's actually it's hardwired into your nervous system same thing it might just be something that you need to tap into and try like it's a new car you want to try it before you buy it kick the tires a few times so like I mentioned earlier my first inner resource was being on the reef in Indonesia and then it slowly started to change and now it's my daughter as a newborn she's five years old but when I'm looking at the surf so surf is still related in there I've got her on my chest so it's like I'm looking over the beach break or the reef break she's with me I've got that heaviness of her little body on me her little fingers wrapped around mine. I can smell her beautiful baby smell and her little breath on my cheek. So you can get the idea where I'm heading with that, like using all of your senses. And that brings in the ease and calm within me, that well-being that I'm okay, I'm safe, I'm secure. Beautiful. I love it. 
Then we've got body sensing. So body sensing is very calming to the nervous system and it's a technique that we practice so your body gets used or you get used to picking up the sensations that your body is trying to tell you. So we start off where there's most nerve endings. So generally in the mouth first, in the head, eyes, nose, ears. Then we move down through the body. There'll be parts where there's less nerves. So your forearms and your elbows, but there's more nerves than in your fingers. So we kind of move our way through from the head down the body. So I might ask you to feel your right hand and then your left hand and then both hands at the same time. We move through our lower back belly and so forth all the way down down to your toes yeah and then is that the same so the next one is breath sensing so yeah it's again it's a huge tool because breathing is a big sign in your body if your breathing isn't quite if it's fast or if it's slow if if it's you're picking up on what's going on in your body through your breath so some people don't have that breath awareness so we start to feel is it shallow are you breathing deep is it fast is it slow so there's a few breath exercises that we'll incorporate into that but we're moving from the gross body, so the physical body itself, into more subtle realms. So breath is energy, so we're starting to feel the energy moving through the body. Yeah, breath is super, super powerful, important. I'm a breath coach and teach people different ways of breathing and I love this part of easing into the IRS through that. And then we go into opposite feelings. So feelings and emotions are the next realm that we'll tap into. So starting off with either feeling hot or cold, heavy or light, discomfort or comfort. So we start off with those and then we bring in some emotions. So perhaps you're feeling sad. So where are you feeling that sadness? Going back to the body, where is it? It's going to show up in the body first. So going into that feeling of sadness, it's in my chest. And then we can go from there. We invite in opposites. So bring in the opposite of sadness, which is happiness. There are dualities in our body. There are dualities in nature. They're everywhere. The whole world is is full of dualities. So we've got them within us at the same time. So feeling sad happiness is there we just mightn't know how to tap into it so powerful yep that makes complete sense so that's opposite feelings and emotions what about then the opposite cognitions so your thoughts your memories your beliefs so my thought the other day when I didn't duck dive a wave properly and it was a double up was I actually came up thinking that I was going to drown I've never had in over I don't know, 20 years of being in the surf are feeling that powerful that I'm going to drown. So the first thing I did was bring in the opposite is that I'm okay. I'm okay. But it was crazy because my inner resource already came to me and I, I really paid attention within three breaths. I went from having this heavy, heavy chest to, to feeling totally okay. So that thought that's popping into your head, it's it's not real. It's just a thought. It is born. It grows it lives and then it will decay and it will pass away so just remembering that that thought is just a thought it doesn't mean anything we will bring in the opposite so same thing it's a duality it's in your body so we tend to get fused with that thought I'm not good enough or I'm powerless or I'm fearful or whatever the opposite is there so we invite the opposite in and feel how that is in the body 
so that's a, that's the next one. Yeah. I could talk about each of these in so much detail and there's just so much um, understanding and crossover from different areas. It's great. So then we move on to the three left, the joy and well-being. So joy is part of our essential birthright. It's, it's part of us and a lot of us forget that it even exists. So to feel joy while you're feeling some grief it seems like a foreign concept, but we get so fused with that grief, we forget that the joy is actually there. So this just assists you in tapping into that joy that is that is always there. It's funny, actually, Brandon Bouchard, he, world-renowned coach, and he talks about, you know, bring the joy. And joy, like you said, joy is something that we should experience every day and often happiness, joy, pride, courage all these emotions the motivation the excitement all these kind of feelings they they're actually supposed to be experienced by us so this is a great way to to just tap into that is that right it's already there that's the huge thing it's something that we don't actually even need to look for it's really there Mm. we get so fused with whatever is going on that we can't our body just doesn't even know to look for it so it's already there And then that leads on to awareness. So everything is arising within our awareness. So if you like to imagine the sky, the sky is blue. It's always there, but sometimes clouds come across or sometimes there's grey clouds, there might be white clouds and sometimes there's no clouds. So imagining that our life and things that are arising are like the sky just because a cloud comes across the sky doesn't change in itself so we are able to witness everything that is arising with without getting caught up in it without fusing to anything it's just there we are witnessing it we're welcoming it we're observing it so it's just taking that step back so you've got more of a of a way of understanding what is actually going on where um I just lost my train of thought. Sorry. Sorry, I just, I just, I just to, to I'm push. pulling my microwave. It was I'm using my to, hands. You, you were using your hands and being very expressive, and I thought this is beautiful for me to watch. But people listening might be losing the the volume of it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but it was great. So I was, so, I was aware that you were unaware of that. <laughs> I guess the more you become awareness itself if that makes sense so you're becoming the cl- the sky and the clouds are rolling in and you're aware that that's happening so you can take that step back and be aware of all of these things that are arising within you that aren't who you are some common language there with around meditative practices of becoming aware of your thoughts and not being your thoughts not attaching to them uh, but yeah just being aware that they're there and like you said before that they grow they'll be there they'll disappear that's what they are. And then the final part of the 10 steps of the IRS is the integration. So coming back to your waking state and just knowing that you are perfect and whole right now in this moment and that generally you know the exact response to anything that you need to do or say and just, yeah, coming back to your wakeful self and, and just that wholeness and that connectedness and, yeah, feeling perfect. Feeling floating and connected and and open and all those feelings that I've had and get every time I do it. (laughs) So really just knowing 
I guess this is the most important thing, that that well-being that you've just tapped into is with you all the time amidst anything that's going on. So just, yeah, feeling that and moving on from that. It's such a powerful, profound practice and we've talked about it in so many different ways already but why do you believe us as humans in general have trouble tapping into this joy and well-being, have trouble experiencing the happiness and not being in these, you know, our inner resource states more often? I think, you know, everything's in such a fast pace these days that we don't really have the time. We get so caught up in busyness. I think just stopping and finding some stillness and connecting to your well-being that's already there within you. I guess it's kind of like a two-sided coin. Sometimes you only see one side and you don't know that the other side's there, but it is already there within you. So, But this is stuff you can practice on the go. You can pick and choose what you need at any time and just giving yourself that, that overall awareness of, okay, this might be going on, but it's not going to last. And generally, if you stay with something that's there, so that tightness in your chest, it dissolves on its own. But we want to push it and push it. No, I've got to struggle through. I've got to go to work. Or I've got a meeting. And that's doing you more you know, that's not doing you any good at all. That's ha- more harmful than actually if you just sat and felt what was going on, it dissolves on its own. And I love the the meaning of experience is to go su- through something fully that leaves no trace behind. So when you're experiencing something, it's going to pass. But if you find it and if you push it, it'll do you more harm. I actually want to go into that because that the first time I'd heard that definition of experience was last week in class with you and and I started to think about it later and I think I just overthought it you know we're really good at doing that as humans we can overthink things and I thought but if it you go th- to experience something is to fully go through it and and it doesn't leave a trace behind is that what it is is a trace not a memory or a feeling that you had of an experience? <laughs> I've overthought it, haven't I? <laughs> so, okay, let's put that down to a physical sensation in the body. So if I stay with that lump in my throat, I'm not thinking about it, I'm literally feeling it and feeling it and feeling it, it goes away. I, the actually, feeling goes away. Mm, Something else might arise. You're right. That's what it is. If you go, oh, hang on, I need to swallow, I need to swallow, and then put on, okay, I've got to leave the house, I've got this to do, I've got this to do, I can't feel that lump in your throat. That lump coming in your throat is because you're moving away from your essential whole self. It's the signal, hey, move back to your well-being, move back to your natural state of being perfect, whole, complete. That lump, I don't know what it might be. It might come to me, but all I know is that it's there and I need to stay with it instead of fight it off. And then by staying with it, it dissolves on its own. And then something might come to you for what you need to do or who you need to talk to or what you need to express. You might need to write something down. You might need to call someone. But, yeah, that's what I mean for going through an experience where it, it, yeah, if you fully welcome it 
allow it to come in. Don't judge it. Just let it be. No stories, no analysing it. Just allow it. You answered it because as you said that and started to elaborate on it, if a memory is there, then that's a different experience. So, yeah, I was just trying to unpack. I like to unpack language sometimes and words and things like that. So you've done it really well. Now, we're going to wrap up shortly, but before we do, how can people get in contact with you, Galinda? What's your, are you on social media, uh, email address, anything like that you want to share? Facebook. So my business page is Om Ocean Meditation and Yoga. Om Ocean? Om Ocean. So Om. So the universal sound. Om. Om. No, I know it's Aum, but I've put it as Om. Mm -hmm. Om and the ocean because the ocean is such a big part of my life. It's my. It's where I feel most connected to nature. I love to surf. I love to swim. It's just yeah. So that's I've incorporated Om being the peaceful sound, the universal sound, and the ocean. Yeah, meditation and yoga, and I'm on Instagram as Galinda Om Ocean. And my email address is my name, which is galindahasten at hotmail.com. And my phone number, yeah. So you we don't have need to all dish out the phone details. number. They, you can do people all that. will reach out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, how can I and the listeners help you on your journey? I feel that IRST has been so helpful to me, a little person, <laughs> nobody, you know, just little old me. And if there's other little old me's out there that just need a little, maybe a little assistance with things that are going on in their lives, it's been so helpful for me. I feel like this is my turn. This is my chance to step up. I have the tools to do this and to share this with others. So that's what I'm most passionate about. That's actually my heartfelt desire. I feel like this tool of IRS has become so powerful for me that I'm here to share it now. It's been so helpful. And something this helpful, you just need to share. So that's that's where I'm coming from. It's yeah. powerful. And then I would say to everyone listening that to connect with you online and and reach out and ask those questions and see where it leads and because I've had the experience and I know the power of the experience from within and hearing it and seeing it with you and your students as well it's definitely worth tapping into what do you believe is helpful action I used to ask this question what is your advice but I've come to learn that some people don't like to give advice and I kind of respect that I think that's a cool way to look at it so what do you believe is helpful action for people to take to be more impactful in their lives and in their communities? I think coming from a place of strength, of purity, of feeling whole and healthy and complete and perfect just as you are, just as you are, without the stories and without the anything else. So you're feeling that sense of ease within you and then... I don't know, sharing that with others or connecting. I don't know if I've really answered that correctly. I, I, one I, word that I would say there is gen, the authenticity. And so you said it in a much more beautiful way. That makes complete sense. Now, Galinda, one of my top core values is giving. And I give all my guests a gift for coming on to the show. And for you, I'm just reaching around here to grab it. Because I didn't mention it at the start, but we are sitting here in my house on the Gold Coast. You live here at the Gold Coast. You know, that's where I've been doing the courses with you. So, 
I'm giving you a one of our charity teas, a life tea, and I'm actually giving you two because you mentioned there that you have a daughter, a five-year-old daughter, Bo. She's going to probably grow into this one. So there's <laughs> one there for Bo, and there's also one oh, for you. Thank so you. these are the teas that 100% of the profits go towards the charities. And also giving you the gift, we're doing our next round of the mental strength training program and I would love to gift you a place in that program and for you to join us in that because I feel like you've already got an abundance of knowledge and awareness and education in this space but I would love to have you in that community and and learn a bit from us as well. Thank you so much. I'm not going to (laughs) cry. I thought I would. (laughs) Thank you so much. My absolute pleasure. Extremely grateful to have you. Now we're almost done, but is there anything else you would like to say to the listeners or anything you would like to ask me? If anyone out there is just a little bit doubtful of what's going on with them, if they're unsure, if any of this sounds familiar, reach out, ask somebody, ask me, email me. Hey, I have trouble getting out of the house of a morning. I can't think straight. My head goes, I get nervous. My hands shake. If I'm feeling like this heaviness is set in for a few days, reach out. It it mightn't seem like it's anything to you or you don't know how to help or or you don't know who to ask for help, but maybe it's something and maybe that something's worth following. Listen to your body. Your body will tell you what it needs you to know or that image might pop into your head or even something as simple as having the radio going and there might be an ad come on or something that's all stuff they're these little messengers that mightn't seem like a lot to you at the time but try and act on on those if we just act on these messengers maybe we can connect back to who we really are and and help each other out and brilliant that's that's profound actually that's beautiful and i'll link up all your contact details in the show notes for everyone listening you can jump onto the website and and follow the link of this episode and you'll find all all galinda's website uh, sorry the email address and the facebook there to reach out now one last fun way to finish i haven't told you about this but we're doing the fast five questions <laughs> okay <laughs> so i'll i'll ask these and you just uh whatever comes to mind straight away okay, okay? there's no right or wrong just whatever <laughs> whatever comes to mind what's one habit you wish you could change overthinking things yeah did you just think about that i did <laughs> <laughs> what makes you feel absolutely pumped and exhilarated and energized surfing Oh, nice. Surfing. Actually, that reminds me, you're going to teach Marie and I how to surf. Yep. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe when it's, I mean, the weather's fantastic here, but it's still like that air's just a little bit too cool. So you definitely need a wetsuit. We're about to go to Sweden for a month. So when we get back, it'll just be starting to warm up again. for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever washed a dog? Yes. Long time ago as a child. Yes. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Feel. Feel from Fuyuko. I remember it clearly. If you've got a decision to to make, feel it in your body. If it doesn't feel right, if it feels a bit sticky, probably not right. But if it just feels right and you can flow with it, that's probably the right right decision. Feel it. That's good. Body will tell you. Feel feel and be. Yeah. And last one. What are you most grateful for in your life right now? My family. My family. My husband and my daughter. Yeah, my parents, yeah, my family. 
beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Glinda, you're a legend. You're a beautiful example of a human soul that's aligning with your values and your purpose to impact the lives of many other people on your journey. Keep shining your genuine, wholehearted, authentic light to the world. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm going to cry again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. There she is, legends. I'm sure you got some value from this episode like I did. Make sure you reach out to Galinda if you believe iRest is something you can benefit from, like she has to help with her anxiety and depression, like I have to help me connect more spiritually and become more aligned, aware and focused, and like so many others have done. A reminder that Galinda's Facebook is at OmOcean, And you'll find that link in the show notes for this episode along with her email address. If you have any family or friends you believe will also get value from this episode, please share it with them. And as always, remember, this is your life journey, your life of impact.